small demonstration of competence. It's like wait, I like that you said that while he's doing that. Small demonstration of confidence. I was like, ah, got that. Welcome to the Innovation Overground, the front porch of academic innovation, where we find some of the coolest university technologies, so you don't have to. We want to add to the volume of some of those innovations and hopefully help them become actual things that people can use. Thank you for joining us. My name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Tyler Scher. How's it going, Tyler? PhD? Hey, Charlie. So I'm doing Science good. wizard. No, yeah. That was the word I was searching for. My brain was just like... It, it, it just error, skipped a beat. Error. It's like I got a 404 <laughs> error up there. Um, <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I know. It's like just blank. I was hoping you'd fill it for me. Control, for delete. Reason. Yeah. Uh, Alt-Z, Alt-Z. Uh, also with us is Joe Rungi, who never forgets his words. Not a one of them. Entrepreneur werewolf also. And when I do, Low I dog. use numbers. <laughs> Dr. Low zero, one, one, zero, zero. Zero. That's, that's see, right. That's why I stick to binary, friends. Those, those numbers binary. were so important I had Tyler say them. Because yeah. <laughs> while he was saying them, I was trying to remember to please take a moment to rate and subscribe to the podcast. Please tell your friends about it. Tell your enemies. Tell anyone. Throw your phones around. Throw like, your phone like around. Weird, loud noises. Write in on a brick and throw it through a random window because we are the front porch of innovation worldwide and we need your help to promote what we're trying to do. Right. And I think uh, I, I just, we still want to go over um, promoting uh, the VA and the innovations that they do there. Um, so this is a continuation of a series now. We're probably three or four episodes into. Um, and so I think we'll just keep it moving and um, see what kind of things they're doing with with uh, like imaging. Yeah, for example. medical uh, imaging. Yeah, like what's that, like x-rays? Imaging uh, modalities. And yeah, exactly. MRI. MRI, ultrasound. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm struck so far in this series at how innovative and how clever the um, the VA can be with solving some of these solutions. So or some yeah, problems, yeah, they, they really do seem to identify clearly articulate a problem, right? And then work backwards like, to is, come up uh, with a solution, right? You know, so just, just before we get into the imaging thing, how much of these guys are are, are more about? Um, or actual clinical. I mean, do, do all these innovations come out of clinic, or do they have like a dedicated research arm that's just you know we're guys in lab coats and, and I shouldn't say guys, guys and gals and with pipettes and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, the answer is yes. Uh, a lot of these uh, you know projects are, are each unique. There it was are... an either or question, so I'm confused. Right. <laughs> yes to both. Yes to both. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So there are clinical innovators that are in the VA who are coming with innovation in the course of taking care of of their patients. There are teams uh, that involve clinicians from the VA and academics from medical centers. There are academic clinical teams within the VA itself. There are dedicated research programs okay. at nearly every VA Next hospital. Bag, like, uh, so there's like a medical university then. There yep. are clinical academics and academic clinicians. Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> what sort of – what do we have for imaging that they've done? So one of the things that kind of came up uh, in our show prep was – a, a real emphasis on pragmatic solutions that make you know good use of what the technology that's available mm-hmm. in order to solve new problems. This is not that. This is something that oh, is straight up different. So okay, then. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with our our black swan here. So this is a uh, invention that comes uh, out of the VA. 
um, and is – sorry, I'm seeing if there's anyone else that was invented, but there isn't. So uh, it is a VA invention related to a way to do functional MRI. So Ooh, fMRI. What is functional hey, MRI? cool. Tyler, you Tyler seem excited. Tyler to be excited yeah. or sleepy. I'm well, I mean, sure. for a little while, Sleep fMRI excited. was being touted as a way to sort of read people's minds to an extent. So – um, okay. <laughs> so the F stands for functional, and uh-huh. functional basically means you ask people to do stuff while they're in the MRI. Yep. And so I the thought idea- you had to like, no, don't move, no, don't exactly. blink. But with fMRI, yeah, and, and if I, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're measuring uh, blood flow and what areas of the brain the blood flows to. Am I wrong? Please. No idea. I just okay. know that there. I always thought it was electro signaling that you can identify, but that's actually MEG, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that might be like an encephalogram. So you're probably right. right? But so. whatever it is, there's physiological changes associated with mm-hmm. like neurological function. Mm-hmm. And Tyler's absolutely right. Them fMRI things. is one of the things that's been on the cusp of being a big deal for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I had no concept of is how mind-bendingly complicated MRI is. Mm. And it all comes down to pixels, right? Oh, I thought it came down to helium. Uh, d- Hydrogen. You're you're a month late. You're close. <laughs> oh. so, the wrong element. <laughs> Potassium. Take it. Oh, it oh my god, we should do a periodic table manganese series. Uh, so <laughs> and today's episode, element two fourteen. <laughs> Einsteinium. So I guess we have done a lot of this, haven't we? Um so the thing that I was really surprised is, is the VA uh, has come up with a way in which to overlay functional MRI and standard MRI. The reason you're not supposed to move during your MRI is that it's taking a picture. And if you move, it's going to be blurry. It's probably not quite that simple, but it's not too different. Right? Sounds legit. So as you do functional MRI, it's really difficult to simultaneously do functional MRI and conventional MRI. Because you can't reference the two things on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just thinking they're pictures, right? You just lay the pictures over the pictures, but they're not. It's complicated. It's complicated. comes to this notion of what's called K-space. And don't ask what the K stands for. I don't understand it. But I do know it exists. I'm going to say it stands for carrots. Boom. So <laughs> with, the, with the K. I got to say, well, like, I went into this thinking, gotcha. no okay. matter what okay. Charlie says, he's not going to derail me. I'm going to keep going. And then he said carrots. And it was sort of the uh, cartoon anvil on the uh, Bugs Buddy of my verbal progress. Yeah. Just ka-chunk. That's what I'm here for. It's ka-chunk space. <laughs> I'm sorry. Came in his place thinking, nothing Tyler's going to So K-space is this, uh, the, the sort of electromagnetic uh, ma- uh, matters, I mean, the right word, the electromagnetic miasma, what that the actual pixels of the image are made out of. And like the only way that anyone can explain it on these several minutes of YouTube videos I watched was that they're basically bands of diagonal lines that the MRI sort of compiles into the actual pixelated image, hmm. which is more like an interpretation, right? It's not like an actual yeah. picture. Yeah. And so. But that's how we perceive all reality is just an interpretation through imprecise. <laughs> Senses. What if, man? I'm really glad you and I what alternate if? being the woke one here because if we both showed up like this, there would be oh no show. <laughs> and Charlie would kill us. Have you been to Colorado recently? <laughs> no. Okay. So, um, 
kind of the, the 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 thing that I thought was really interesting is is that the VA has built a mechanism and invented a way you can use case space to reference functional MRI images on top of conventional MRI oh, that's images. That's cool. You can combine so you them. compile them. I don't think Ooh. you can combine them. I think you compile them. Okay. But okay. you compile a series of functional MRI okay. into MRI. Now, the thing that makes this really interesting is like it breaks down the distinction between functional MRI and regular MRI. You can do functional MRI and generate actual MRI images, which is super hmm. cool. So the idea is, is that by using this sort of patented VA methodology, it makes functional MRI less of a boutique specialist sort of thing and allows functional MRI to be a standard feature into regular MRI by allowing the referencing of functional MRI to standard So what MRI. is this? How does this improve what we can do now? What do you, what do you gain from this, this, this ability I mean, to combine I, you, images? Simplistically, I guess you're now anchoring that, that other level of data from functional MRI into more of like the bedrock of MRI. Yeah, but like that whole analogy breaks down because case space is an actual space. So yes. <laughs> let's just pretend it is. Let's just pretend <laughs> it is. Yeah. And so if that's the case, then instead of having to choose whether to do functional MRI or standard MRI, you could essentially do functional MRI in the course of ordinary MRI. Okay, and what does that get you? What, so what? what that means is, is rather than just being able to take a picture of someone having them sit still, mm -hmm. you can do functional analysis while someone's doing conventional MRI. S but so by functional analysis is, MRI is just a way of taking a picture of the way your body is. You can simultaneously see how your body changes hmm. based in different types of activity. And yeah. this is almost entirely aimed okay, at the so it's like, it's like dynamic MRI trying now. Trying to figure yes. out, uh, I know, I, all I can think of is like a, like a torn torn ligament or something in your in your hand think differently think that you're a cowboy who has just been thrown off of a, a bull and you say i'm done yeah. with that but yeah. you know you're gonna get back moving on, on to right? yeah and so if you want to see not just if there is physical damage to the cowboy's brain but if you also want to see if there is impairment in his cognitive ability yeah you could essentially have him do functional tests while he's in the mri Very interesting. oh okay so yeah. So and you wouldn't have this to go beyond. I mean, we're talking beyond, like you know, concussion to testing and things like that. Or could this that could also? definitely be part of concussion testing. Yeah. Could be part of to it. To be honest, I don't know, right? Yeah. Because it's not a tool that's ordinarily available. Interesting. So this would be a okay. new thing that we could conceivably do. This could open up a whole new level of diagnostic um, testing. Then. You're essentially giving a whole new dimension to what you can do with an MRI, and. Functional MRI again has had a lot of VA is doing this, and they're, and they're doing it with. Are they doing it with anybody? Is I guess in a way we're coming back to the VA's fundamental thing. Instead of yeah. building a fancy new MRI, they're just yeah. building a software solution by which you can stitch one. together so you can just all combine the existing imaging functions. modalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's very yeah. cool. I'm tired of talking about MRIs though. Is that okay? Are we I'm done fine. with that? Okay, yeah. I want well, to get on. Hold on, I'm not done. Oh come on! I well, have one more question. Okay, Charlie's like, lost a case space. I am. He's nothing but diagonal lines. Sell it at Jared's. No. So is is What's the next step on this? How, when, when, so I'm not entirely now? sure, to be totally frank. Like, it took yeah. a lot of effort just to be able to explain it this badly. Yeah. But, like, I think um, – I'm a botanist, people. Yeah. Um, but I think that the, the thing that's, that's, that's really interesting for, for what we're doing here, if they could essentially provide some sort of reference and relative efficacy of the functional test knitted together compared to a conventional MRI. So if you could essentially have a very skeptical radiologist go – well, gosh darn, these things are working. That would be, I think, <laughs> what you'd really want to be able to have set. Because, you know, 
interpretation of films and radiology, it is an art, man. And if you had a bunch of skeptical artists appreciating it, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, you, you think at a minimum you're saving time and cost and being able to do both right. simultaneous. So. Or like opening up a whole new dimension uh, of it too. You could like, be possibly yeah, getting all sorts of different Because functional uh, MRI is like data. a really boutique specialized uh -huh. sort of thing. If you could have a standard functionalized MRI mm. integrated into ordinary yeah. radiology interpretation, yeah. that would open up a whole new dimension. Now it's more clinical applications of I, the fMRI than just Yeah, because fMRI is almost entirely research. It is almost entirely research. Moment, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought you were sick of talking about fMRI. Yeah. So. Well, yeah I, 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 I came back in there for a second, <laughs> but now I'm sick again. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I want to talk about CT scans. So these are CAT scans. Those are not. Those are not MRIs. They are not. They use X-rays instead of. And that is my of, contribution. Thank you. You're yeah. Welcome. I mean, it's basically just using X-rays instead of moving those hydrogen atoms around. Um. Okay. So it has a bunch of advantages over MRI. It's cheaper, faster. It can be more accessible. Um, it has higher spatial resolution, uh, fewer limitations related to, you know, having to sit still inside of uh, this device. You can get claustrophobic. Um, also, it doesn't can, have any nasty side effects if you end up wearing something metal, like a wristwatch, yeah, into the machine. Yeah. yeah, there's or not huge a, magnets involved with the CT. Or having a pin in, in your... Yeah, like a, yes. Like if you are pin. that cowboy who's yeah. already been bucked off the Bronco and now yeah. you have a metal plate in your head, yeah. <clears throat> so what is, is a CT, can you see the same level of detail in soft tissue like you can MRI or is that? Same or better even. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And so, okay. so, I mean, one tiny, you know, side effect, the, 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 the one negative to MRI is that you are exposed to just a little bit of radiation with the CT scan. So it's not, you don't want to be doing the it all the time. negative to that, CT that, then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's using x-rays. So, um, so, so scientists yeah. at, at the VA and NYU, New York, teamed up to create a system of it for identifying brain attributes from CT scans. So they wanted to, to take the CT scan and supercharge it um, for use in brain imaging. So th they created this, um, this software program that does all sorts of different thresholding and different image manipulation techniques, um, and all, all running uh, automatically or semi-automatically in parallel with each other to give you um, this this beautiful um, imaging of, of of a patient's brain. So the, 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 they've tested this now a little bit for for use in detection and staging of Alzheimer's, um, hydrocephalus, uh, traumatic brain injury, multiple sclerosis, a few other indications as well. Um, and it seems to be effective. So it's a way to basically um, to to basically be able to use CT um, in areas that traditionally had been dominated by MRI. So now if you have, again, if you have patients who do have that metal plate in their head or do have something that prevents them from getting an MRI, you can now use CT to do is, these sorts of imaging is, as well. Is CT the, the technology that interventional radiologists use when they're going in to like put in a... Yeah, I, be, they, I believe so. Yeah, put yeah. in like a stent or something like that, right? They'll do the fluoroscopy where yeah. you essentially inject radioactive dye. Yeah, there you go. Opaque dye. Yeah, yeah. That's a little more conventional. Okay, yeah. but they don't use CT for that. So they'll use a CT image to plan a lot of times. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But like CT real time, I'm not sure how that could work. Um, I'm sure it can be done. I was thinking more of the planning too. Yeah. yeah. Whereas fluoroscopy is something that you could, you know, check your location. So. Okay. All right. So what? How? How close to? I mean, what's the next step for these guys and getting that thing? You I know, knew you were going to ask me that. 
Um, and I unfortunately also don't know next steps on this. So okay. we'll have to just um, uh, direct our listeners to the show notes um, where they can look at the patent position and the current state of the technology. So I think one of the things that's important for all these imaging applications is they gradually get to a point where, um, in terms of the FDA, there are these are sort of data points that doctors interpret. They're not like drugs or diagnostics in the sense where they're giving a result directly. Mm -hmm. So the FDA is complicated, and you need someone who has far more specific expertise related to us. I do think, however, for any type of new imaging technology, especially something you know like fMRI, which has had a lot of research application, but not a lot of diagnostic application. It really does just start out by getting a wide understanding of whether or not a broad set of clinicians think this information is useful and whether or not the particular way that these are knitted together, whether the new applications of CT into conventional MRI, if there's actual adoption, if, you know, when it comes down to diagnosing or otherwise staging a patient, that that's useful. How much would it, how much does like, um, I hate to say it, but I mean, how much is, you know, whether or not insurance will pay for it, how factor into it? I think it's a huge deal. Huge. And like, that also kind of comes to a more complicated discussion of the economics of it. Sure. You know, if you're doubling the cost of the MRI, but tripling the ability to be precise or broad or specific, specific or sensitive, then that analysis needs to happen. And that's a discussion that's economic and political and and technological and a lot of other functional things. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Well, I think on that note, I think it's time to come to ground. Uh, please make a sh- uh, <laughs> please take a minute to look at the show notes. We'll include links to all the tech links, featured technologies uh, related to imaging and uh, the great work the VA is doing. I also want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Unimed, the Technology Transfer and Commercialization Office for the University of Nebraska Medical Center and the University of Nebraska at Omaha. Also, the KVNO Recording Studios at UNO. Thank you for using your space. And uh, Corbin Hershorn, our producer, and our new sponsor, Unitech. Uh, it's a startup incubator from Nebraska, Omaha, words, what it? Man, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, was, I thought I had it that time. I cannot. I got to tell you, most of the time I just like listen to Translation. Translational Research Translational. Institute and Startup Incubator for the University of Nebraska Omaha University of Nebraska Medical Center. Okay, so for Tyler Share and Joe Rungi, I'm Charlie Litton saying thank you, Joe, for helping me get that straight. And join us again every Monday on Unimed's Innovation Overground. <laughs>